Hey world, it's your host Marshall. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. Let's go. Hey, Thought Thinkers, I come to you on this beautiful Sunday morning. Today is Mother's Day, and I want to shout out a happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers and all of the mother figures who are in the world embracing our children, nurturing our children, and allowing them to step into their own light. And to those of you who are not doing your best, I want to encourage you to start today, right? And that is where today's episode is going to start from. Not necessarily about parenting, but today's episode, season six, episode 25, it is the grand finale, 25 episodes. I am so excited because season six has been my best episode my best season, my most viewed season, and also, it has also been the season that I have been the most accountable to myself. I have been stable, I have seen it through, I have been here every step of the way. When some episodes didn't get no views and others got hundreds of views, our small family I am excited for the community. I am excited that I get to share my thoughts with you guys and you guys are listening. I had a conversation with a sister friend last week and she is why episode 25 is the grand finale. Hello, Raylene. I know that you are out there listening and I love you for your words of encouragement and I love you for being able to take what you need from the things that I say. And I also thank you for sharing with me that through this season, you were better able to understand who I am. And you know what? I thought that I was just sharing with you guys, but I realized in encouraging you guys to unpack I too am unpacking. So that is the dual bonus. So for today's episode, I am going to be talking about permission to grow. I wasn't sure if I was going to name this episode Standing in Your Truth, but the truth is when you give yourself permission to grow, only then can you stand in your truth. Because as we navigate, I don't know what word that was, But as we navigate through life, as we journey on these travels and life adventures, if you are in your own way, then even as truth and new perspectives come into your stratosphere, if you are fearful of change, you will not give yourself permission to grow, permission to evolve, permission to change. And that is what I want to encourage you guys to do. Because even as this is the finale, the crazy thing is that the reason why this epi- this season has so many episodes is because I freaking didn't even know how to stop. 
because I was so proud of myself. I was proud that I finally stood 10 toes down and that I committed. Because now I realize that even this podcast, right? It doesn't have a destination. It is just a journey. I would like to have as many people listening as possible. But the truth is, if there is just one of you listening, one of you gaining information, one of you unpacking, one of you unlearning, then I have done my job for thousands. Because if I influence one who influences one, who influences one and and influences one, do you see where this is going? right? We are part of a collective experience and all of our thoughts and ideas can change the world. This is why it is so important to be healthy because when you are healthy, only then can you pursue your purpose, right? Only then can you pursue your purpose, That would have been a good episode too. I may start next season with that. But first, before I start, I want to stand in gratitude and thank all of you who have been there from the beginning. Even when I was inconsistent, I was just learning myself. I was just learning what I wanted. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to say. I was feeling fear. I was feeling like I needed to adapt and talk about some of the things that other people are talking about. Can I talk about clickbait? If y'all only knew, if y'all only knew that I can talk about anything, but the truth is, I don't believe that everything is for consumption. Some things are private conversations between loved ones. Some things are private conversations with your girlfriends, right? Everybody shouldn't, because whatever you say, that's my thing. Whatever I say to you guys, I have already anticipated that some are going to like it and some are not. If there are things that I want to say or would say that I have not prepared myself for criticism, then I keep it to myself, right? Because you also have to be ready for it all. And I know that even some of the things that I say in this podcast, it's not for everybody, but I'm all right with that. And then there are views, right? I have views that I have not yet unpacked. They're just my feelings and and my opinions and who I stand in my own truth with. And I don't believe that those things are for human consumption. And I'm not going to allow the societal construct of social media to force me to do things that are clickbait. Y'all can go over there for that if that's what y'all want. And truthfully, you can consume that and this. Because I believe that there is a yin and a yang, a good and a bad Uh, angels and devils, there's everything. We all are a collection of a myriad of thoughts and ideas and all of it is okay. But here on this podcast, I am trying to share learning, 
I am trying to share how we evolve, how we best stand in our own truths and be our own selves, how we unpack the heavy baggage that was given to us by those that came before us, how we perceive things, right? Our perceptions of the world. And I believe that we need more of that from a genuine place. There are people that I listen to, but and, and they have good words, but I don't always feel like they are genuine, if that makes sense. And I'm just going off of energy and I could be wrong. And that's okay too, because I don't believe that everybody is for everybody. You got to find your village. So for those of you that join our village every week and get inspired and learn something about me and learn something about yourselves, that is the greatest reward I could receive. And to those of you who are joining me for the first day on season six, episode 25, the grand finale, permission to grow, let's go. Okay. Whew. In the world, I see many people, women friends, men friends, I see Republicans, I see Democrats, I see Christians, I see atheists, I see students, teachers, I see all the juxtapositions of people and I see that many are stuck. Stuck in an ideology that they have connected their self to. And that is not healthy. Just because you were raised a certain way just because you were indoctrinated with certain belief systems does not mean that those belief systems serve you anymore, right? Because if you were indoctrinated and you gained parts of who you are from other people, they were giving you usually what they were indoctrinated into and what they believe works for them. And the truth is, there are many, many people who have never even questioned if something works for them. They're simply just doing what they have been taught and told. And I am telling you that it is important as a human being to constantly, while on the journey, go through the luggage and see if the things that you are bringing on the next part of the journey serve you, right? I'm going to start with me. I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about religion because I know that so many people are religious and I am not. I was raised, well, let's see. I wasn't quite raised in a religious household. I was born into a religious household, meaning that I was born into my grandma's household where you went to church, you read the Bible, but I also recognized that church stayed in church. And what that means is that there was this sort of indoctrination where you just had to believe in God. That's it. Nothing was expected of you outside of church. Not really. People said and did things. But the truth is, even as a child, I could recognize that what they said in the house of God had nothing to do with how they lived their lives outside of the house of God. 
right? But I was too young to figure out what that meant for me. So I did as I was told. And then when my mom passed away and I moved in with my aunt, we did not go to church. My aunt worked a lot and there was a lot of stability and there are a lot of rules, more rules than the house that I lived in where you went to church, which sounds crazy to people, but that is the truth. My aunt is strict and structured and that is it. And I believe that I still have some of that. Well, not believe, I know that I still have a lot of that and I work on unpacking that because some of it is not healthy some of it is just indoctrination some of it is just the lessons that I got even as I don't believe in religion I still say God bless you even as a woman that I know that God bless you has nothing to do with religion at all right it's about sneezing and believing that you are going to lose your breath so people are saying God bless you as a way to give you grace and give you encouragement it has nothing to do with religion even though that is what we are doing when we when someone sneezes but the truth of the matter is that I made a conscious choice as I got older. When my mom died, I started questioning things, but I only questioned them in my head. I didn't question them out loud. I was trying to figure out who God was for me. I saw who he was for other people and I didn't quite like it. I didn't like that it seemed like those people were suffering greater and more and they weren't aligning themselves with the words that they saw and they were just trying to live in this dual universe. And I really believe that that's because they didn't have a personal relationship with God. They had a relationship with the book and they had a relationship with their leader, whoever their leader was. Whatever their leader said, that's what they believed. But the truth is, unless you feel God in your heart, in your soul, in your mind, in your body, and your, your spirit, and you feel the miracles all around you, then exactly what is it that you are worshiping, right? And if you are really reading the book, I have lots of questions and the crazy part about my questions is that I know that not even all of my questions are right and and I am all right with people questioning my questions or sharing with me that you are wrong and this is where it says A, B, C, and D if that makes sense to you but for me when I read the Bible for myself there were so many contradictions and at first, I believed that those contradictions were the yin and the yang of life. I thought that the contradictions were just that. I thought that they were a human being. Because as a human, we have differing ideas, right? Sometimes we are happy. Sometimes we are sad. Sometimes we are angry. Sometimes we want to kill people. Sometimes we want to give grace, right? To be a human means to feel everything. I talk about that all the time. We have to give ourselves permission to feel what we feel, to hurt, to stand in it, to get through it. And not just feel what you feel. That get through it part is very important. Not brush it under the rug, but get through it. If you don't know how to get through things, you will always exist in a state of fear. And fear is debilitating. Fear is mental illness. Fear is you never being able to live in the present. Fear is always thinking about the ramifications that life has on the future. Ain't that some shit? And I don't want that for you. 
And then as I got to read the Bible, I don't understand why Christians read the Old Testament. Because if the Old Testament was for Jewish people, then why are Christians reading it? And if Jesus is Jewish, how are we Christ? I mean, I got so many questions and I'm sure someone who has historical data on religion can answer those questions. But those are my questions, if it makes sense, right? Those are my questions. There are things in the Bible that don't make sense for today. There are things about womanhood. There are also things that people don't even use, like the word submission. When people say wives should submit to their husbands, I am confused that nobody reads the next part. Your husband is supposed to submit to you too. How can I submit to you if you haven't submitted to me who has submitted to God? It doesn't work that way, right? Because in order to trust your vision, I have to trust that one, you have a vision, and I also have to trust that you go to somebody for leadership, right? Who are you kneeling to so that I can trust that you are humble enough to consider the whole package instead of just your needs and your wants? Because submission means trust. And when I hear people say, men especially, when they say that women don't listen, I'm like, what? I think I said this last week. That means that you believe that I should inherently listen to you because you have a dick. And I think last week I was nice enough to say penis. But the truth is, no. What type of man are you, right? Are you a man who has given yourself permission to grow? Because even as a leader, if you are stunted in your ways, if you are staying true to the very things that you learned and you are not evolving, where the fuck are we going? No, really, where are we going? If you don't have a vision and if you don't have a proven record of, of execution of this vision, follow myself because first of all God gave women a brain we can think and I know some people don't want us to think that's why they don't want you to read or to understand or to learn history because learning and reading gives you ideas and ideas mean that you have agency over your own thoughts and over your own life and now that people are making money people don't like that they have agency Right? Everybody thinks they want things the same or, or, of the past, but that's not true because I realized that people want bits and pieces of a thing. But back to permission to grow, back to my own life. So after my mother's passing, I began, I began questioning God. And at first my questions were, I don't understand you. But then I decided that I wasn't going to question God because I believe that God is not a person, place, or thing. I believe that God simply is. I don't believe he is man or woman. I believe that God is the universal energy of the entire world. And for me, God just is. I don't think that God is good. I don't think that God is bad. 
And the reason why that I don't believe that God is good or bad is because good has a definition and God has a def and, and bad has a definition. But I don't believe that God can have a definition because who decides what is good, right? And who decides what is bad and in what circumstance? If I kill you because you tried to kill me, is that good or bad? And who decides, right? That's the problem with the society that we are living in now is that people are trying to decide what is good and what is bad based on how they feel. But I don't believe that that's how God works, right? That is why I believe that in the law of attraction. That is why I believe in energy. That is why I believe that you have to put out what you want from the universe. And the universe to me is God. If God is everything, then God is the universe. God is the water, the sun, the everything. God is the, is when I pinch myself, God is everywhere. And I learned that on my journey, right? When I, when I became pregnant as a teenage mom and I realized that what I wanted versus what I got is a form of God stepping in. And the reason I say that is because if God is and there's no time involved. That means that God can see all things, the past, the present, and the future. And when I am asking for something, I am asking for something usually in the present, correct? But I can't see the entire picture. God may be saving me for something in the future that I don't even know. Or I may be asking for something that I don't really even want based on my pains, based on my traumas, based on the world as I can see it not the bigger picture. So when I moved into my aunt's house, I didn't talk very much. I recognize now that it was trauma and I had a really bad stuttering problem. My aunt put me into speech classes. I started going to speech class. I started talking. I started learning words. My cousin Anita, who was my primary caregiver and my aunt's daughter, put me in, I started writing stories. I started, and I started writing stories. Back then we used to have to take out 10 spelling words, write a definition one day, and the next day we would have to write a story. And my story would always be as big as my imagination could get. And then there used to be this thing back then called storytelling contests. And I would go around Queens, New York, and I would tell them stories. I told the, B the three Billy Goats Gruff. I told lots of stories, but that's the one that I remember. And that is how I began to love words, right? I fell in love with words because as a stutterer, I had to adapt quickly, right? I could have stayed stunted in the fact that I was a stutterer, but I was given permission to grow, permission to use what was around me in order to thrive. And that is when I became obsessed with the thesaurus. I don't even know if you kids know what, what a thesaurus is, but back then, like the dictionary, it was a book that had synonyms for words. So my brain always goes to the thesaurus to look for another word. That is why, like I keep telling you guys, I say the word right. I am not saying the word right like like or as a, you see that pause? I, I keep trying to tell you guys, that pause is when I am going to stutter and my brain is looking for another word. It's going it's looking for a simile, it's looking for a different idea, it's looking for another way to express my thoughts. So with this thesaurus, right? I went from stuttering to storytelling contest, which is a, which is a type of public speaking. 
And then from the public speaking, I went to writing poetry, just some simple poetries, and I got really, really good at expressing myself through poetry. And then, I'm not sure if it was 87, 88, I heard Eric B. and Rakim, and something happened. My aunt was really strict when it came to schoolwork, so I am a nerd, and I don't know if I'm a nerd because I'm a nerd or a nerd because I had to be a nerd, and that's just the way it was. But because of that, and because of my fascination with words, I try not to use big words because it just sounds stush and arrogant, and I just try to talk in the language in which I want to be received in. But if I had to go into a boardroom, or if I had to go into a room where I needed to execute those words, don't play with me. But anyway, my love for poetry changed into my love for rap. And I became a rapper and inspired by Eric B. and Rakim. And the reason why Rakim especially inspired me, inspired me is because of his language, his use of metaphors, his use of vocabulary. He seemed smart and intellectual. And that resonated with me. That resonated with the two sides of who I really am, if that makes sense. It resonated with my mother's side. It resonated with my father's side. And rap made me feel complete. And I aspired to be a rapper. I wanted to be the first female rapper that I wanted to be the first female rapper. That, a long journey. And my whole family supported me. I have to say one thing about my family is that I come from an extremely supportive family. Not perfect, but absolutely down for whatever you want to be. Just want to be it. But then I became pregnant as a teenager and I still wanted to be a rapper. And, but not really. Right? I wanted to be a mother more than I wanted to be a rapper. And that's why I tell people that I did not make a sacrifice. I did not make a sacrifice because I wanted to be there for my son, because I didn't feel like the adults around me were there for me in the way in which I wanted them to be there for me. And I wanted to be there for my son in a different type of way. So I didn't quit rap, but I let rap evolve. And what rap evolved into for me was an education. I have a degree in English with a concentration in writing for business. And what that means is for me is that as a mom, as an intellectual, I love books. I raised my son with reading books and that is how we bonded. I worked at the bookstore when, when he was younger and that was an exploratory idea for me, right? Just, just reading and it happened naturally, but I gave myself permission to grow at every stage. I let life lead me to the next thing on all accounts, on all fronts. I'm not a fan of quitting, but I am a fan of evolving. And that is what I want for you guys. I want you to give yourself permission to grow, right? I used to want to be married with children and own a home with a yard so we can have backyard barbecues in the backyard. That was when I was 20. It is important as you age, as you live, that you reassess what you want because some of the things that you wanted may no longer serve you. Now, closer to 50, I no longer want a house because I do not wish to fix the gutters, to fix the roof. I have rental property, but still it's work. 
I don't want to live in a home where I need to cut the grass and I need to fix the refrigerator. I don't even want a backyard because I actually don't even like outside like that. My son says that I do like nature, but the nature that I like is human interaction. I, and, and hold up, it's not really interaction, people. I'm not sure if the word is human. I like to watch humans. I like to watch how humans interact with each other and with the world because that is what I bring back to you guys. I am assessing all of us and seeing how we respond to the world. I don't like dirt. I don't like sand. I don't like the beach. I don't like bugs. I don't like grass. I don't like trees. I don't like any of it. When people say, step in the dirt to be grounded. I don't even know what that means because that does not work for me, which is why I know that everything I say does not work for everybody. It simply works for who it works for. And that's okay. It's okay that everything doesn't serve you. It's okay. You don't, we don't have to all agree with everything. Oh, guess what? I don't like flowers. I was so happy on this happy Mother's Day that my son knows his mother and he gets me what I like based on who me is. That's what love looks like to me. Ooh, I want to talk about that next time, what love looks like as we start season seven. And in season seven, I am going to be bringing you guys some new merchandise. I have updated my um, website and I'm excited about that. I have a book coming, not a full book. It's a questions and answer book, but I am very excited. I thought it would be easy, but it was not. So I'm going to take a few weeks off to do some self-care, to reassess some things, maybe make a few changes, try to grow because we have to stop we have to look at how far we've come. We have to stand in a place of gratitude. We have to see what worked, what didn't work. And we have to give ourselves, what? Permission to grow. Permission to grow, people. We don't want to stand in the same place. And sometimes we can't. Some of us are asking for things that may have worked a long time ago, but they don't serve you now. I don't even have a desire to be married now. Why? Because I don't have small children in the home. And I, and when I had a small child in the home, I came straight home from work. I cooked, I cleaned, I helped with homework. I did the laundry. We had excursions and I did things. And my life was centered around being a homemaker. Now that my child is grown, I don't have a desire to be a homemaker. So I don't have a desire to take care of a man in that way and I don't want to right and because I don't want to I don't want to ask someone to do things for me that I am not willing to do for them at this stage of my life I enjoy spending time with myself I enjoy my home as I like it and I would like a partner who lives over there who wants to stay over there, but enjoys my company. We can travel, we can do things, we can be a part of events for each other. But the truth is I require my own living space. I like having agency over my own life. I am not looking to unpack with someone. I enjoy unpacking with myself. If a partner is what you want, how many of you have thought about the work that is required? You can't just be looking at a partner for what you get. 
What do you bring? And what you bring is not determined just by who you are. What you bring to a specific relationship is also based on what that person needs. Are you a fit? Are you a compliment? But in order to assess that, you have to always be willing to give yourself permission to grow. That is where we are in society right now. And some people are thriving in it and some people are not. I had many ideas different when I was younger and I, that are different now. Someone, something, life, perception, understanding, all changed that, right? I remember when I was anti this and pro that, but now as I stand in my own truth and now as I am happy with me, now I live in a space that other people should be able to do what they want to do for and with themselves as long as it doesn't hurt other people. Mind your motherfucking business. That's just really how I feel. I don't even have to like shit. I don't even have to get shit. I don't have to understand at all. I don't have to understand. I just got to respect it and not respect it for me. I have to respect it for you. And that can only happen when you give yourself permission to grow, right? There are so many things that I used to believe that I no longer believe. And that is because I unpacked them. I used to believe that spanking was okay. Now, mind you, I didn't really spank my child. I hit him one time, but that was because I said I would and I had to. But the truth is, I don't even know any adults who got spankings or are healthy. And the fact that when I hear them think that they're healthy, I just be standing there saying, you are not healthy. You are angry. You don't know how to deal with, with conflict without anger. And you think you healthy. You think, and then those of you who think that because you are obedient, you are healthy. You are not healthy. You don't have critical thinking skills. You don't know how to be in healthy relationships. You don't, and just because you don't spank, that doesn't mean you are healthy either, right? Because just because you don't spank doesn't mean that you gave love and discipline. Some of you ain't doing shit, so y'all ain't got nothing to say. But I'm telling you to stand in this moment. And even if you are doing things wrong or you are doing things that you don't like, like even me, I want to lose some belly fat. And the truth is, I'm just lazy. And I keep trying to come up with reasons. I keep trying to blame the universe. And I keep saying that I forget. But the truth is, I simply don't want to do the work. But Marshall, you have to give yourself. I'm standing in the mirror, guys. I'm sitting at my desk. And I'm looking in the mirror. And I'm saying to myself, Marshall, give yourself permission to grow. Give yourself permission to be the fullest version of yourself that you can be. Because self-doubt, that is how we are out in the world judging others. Why? Because it is easier to judge others when you have not done the self-work for yourself. Right? Give yourself permission to grow into your best self, people. Every piece of advice that I give out to the world, I give to myself. I sit at my desk and I look in the mirror and I am having a conversation with me who is having a conversation with you. And I hope that you guys are understanding that everything does not serve you anymore. Right? If you have trauma, if the trauma is abandonment, and if you are in a relationship that makes you feel like you have to stay simply because you entered it, but it is not serving you, 
I am telling you to give yourself grace. I am telling you to give yourself permission to grow. I am telling you that the inner child that you are allowing to lead you is no longer serving you. Give yourself permission to grow and make changes for your life. If you are 50 years old and you want to go back to school, but you have decided that you are too old, give yourself permission to grow into your new self. Give yourself permission to age. Give yourself permission to gray. Give yourself permission to dance, to sing. Give yourself permission. If you are a woman who has submitted to a man and never had an identity and he has either died or left and now you are sitting there trying to figure out who you are, you know who else needs to give themselves permission to grow? On this Mother's Day, for all you mothers who are empty nesters, right, and your children are grown and out in the world, give yourself permission to grow. You did the job. We did the job, right? But you were so focused on that job that you let yourself go, right? I didn't know what to do when my son became grown and all of the tools and lessons that I gave him, he was utilizing, Right? I didn't have one of those children who I still had to parent when they were an adult. So now, what the fuck do I do with myself? I know. I fall in love with me. I learn. I start self-care. That's what I'm going to be doing on this Mother's Day when this, when this episode ends. I'm going to steam my face and give myself a facial. I'm going to shower and give myself a body scrub. I'm going to do my nails. I'm going to do my toes. I'm going to watch movies. I'm going to watch TV because that is what makes me happy on Mother's Day, doing absolutely nothing. Even though I just said I'm going to be doing a whole lot of things, but it's things for me. Things that make me feel good. Things that make me happy, right? But I had to give myself permission to grow into a full woman, right? I will always be a mother, but I wasn't quite on mommy duty anymore. And that's okay. I even have to give myself permission to grow that I am a writer. I am a public speaker and I have to stop dimming my light. Now, I feel lit all the time, as the kids say. And But when I say lit, I mean that I understand that I have favor. I understand that I have a glow on me. And I also understand that the only thing holding me back is me. So I am going to give myself permission to grow. And the reason why you have to say it out loud is so that the universe can hear it and so that you can have accountability, so that you can know that you said it, so that you can be different. Give yourself permission to grow, whether it is weight loss, whether it is exiting an unhealthy relationship, whether it is changing the dynamic with your children, whether, because just because you did something wrong yesterday does not mean you have to stay in it and still be doing that wrong thing today. Change, adapt, learn, thrive, understand, be all of yourself, stand in your truth. Because like I said at the beginning of this podcast, if you are not giving yourself permission to grow, you are not standing in your truth and that is the pain that is the agony that is the mental illness that is why you are out in the world judging and needing for other people to be who you need them to be because you are afraid to be all 
of yourself. Why? Because being yourself ain't easy. Because when you are all of yourself, you have to be willing to stand 10 toes down in that shit. You have to be willing to look different, feel different, be ridiculed, be judged. But don't worry. Because when you are all of yourself, the future will always show up and let you know that you were right, that you were authentic, that you did the right thing. Because you want to know another thing about standing in your truth and being all of yourself? It's who God made you to be. And he can only bless you. He can only bless you if... You are being all of yourself. The angels can only find you if you are telling yourself the truth. Right? Example quickly. If you are hurting and an angel comes and says, Are you hurting my child? And you say no. The angel will pass you because the angel had an assignment but you must not be the assignment because you said that you are not hurting. So now you are carrying the weight of pain. Only when you say, I am hurting, can your energy field say, oh, how can we not hurt? How can I serve you? But when you are lying to yourself, you are agreeing, you are signing a contract to live in toxicity. And I am telling you and pleading with you to set yourself free and give yourself permission to grow. Season six grand finale. I'm tired of talking to you. Until next season. Bye.